everybody, Jeff Antoniak here. Welcome to Digging Deeper Jazz Videos. So today we're going to talk about offbeat articulation and momentum. I don't know if that's the sexiest title you've ever heard, but man, this is some of the most important stuff to get style and momentum into your playing. And this is for all instruments. This will be for bass players and, you know, any melodic instrument, piano, guitar, horns, all that kind of stuff. Um, this relates to the previous video. The previous video was on dominant bebop scale. So if you haven't checked that out, go back to that. It doesn't, you know, we can use this, uh, this sort of articulation on anything we do, but it works so well with the previous video. And the next video, we're going to look at some other scales that use this kind of articulation, you know, in a, in a really excellent way. So definitely uh, check those out. So before we jump in, these videos, as always, are sponsored by Gonzalez Reads. So thank you so much to uh, Gonzalez for that. And as I mentioned in the last video, we have a thousand subscribers now, and that is fantastic. If you haven't yet subscribed to these videos, please do. We have 50 or 60 videos, many more to come, and many more categories of school, cool stuff we're gonna be talking about. So uh, please subscribe. Thank you to those who uh, haven't yet subscribed. I love that this information is finding a home with a lot of people. Um, I get a lot of uh, requests each week for ideas for next videos or questions to expand. This is actually one of those questions I'm very happy to talk about. And uh, very often we have PDFs for um, the topic of the week. So send me an email at diggingdeeperjazz at gmail.com and uh, I'd be happy to send you this particular PDF or any of the previous ones. Okay, so talking about an approach to jazz articulation. And um, what we're gonna talk about today is offbeat articulation. So I'm gonna play a G bebop scale. I'll throw this up on the screen for you so you can see what I'm doing. The bebop scale, by the way, that's what we were talking about last time, the last video, so check that out. So here's what I've uh, written down, what you're looking at. <laughs> first line a number of times through. So it's just a scale, happens to be a great scale with eight notes in it. So we're doing this duple uh, articulation, duple meaning back and forth too, not articulated, articulated, not articulated, articulated. So the major scale has seven notes in it. So it's kind of gets a little weird when we're doing an uneven number of notes with an even kind of articulation. That's why I think the bebop scale is great for this. But scales aside, this kind of articulation, this is something I would love for you to be able to do. And um, on the sheet, there's uh, some practice tips and I'm not gonna talk so much about where to use this. I think I, the way I look at it, it's a fantastic accent to be aware of. And there are some great jazz musicians who articulate very, very little. There are some who articulate quite a bit, right? There are different ways to speak English. You can use a Brooklyn accent, you can use a Minneapolis accent, you can use an Australian accent, and then all the places in Australia that have different sounding accents from each other, right? So we can use different accents. I don't think there's any one right or wrong way to do it. This way is super right though. So yes, uh, send me the arguments, tell me about how Sonny Rollins articulated or didn't articulate. You're right, this works. I've had, at this point, thousands of students who sound better doing this stuff. So the idea of offbeat articulation. So what we're gonna do is tongue the upbeats, one and two 
and three. The idea of getting used to uh, articulating the ands, the upbeats, the syncopations. So if you look on the screen, you notice that the downbeats, the beat one, two, three, four, are the chord tones. So that's one of the cool things about the bebop scales is the chord tones land on the beat. Yet here, we're actually accenting the non-chord tones. So why does that work? That's a hell of a good question. I think one of the reasons it works is jazz is about tension and release. Now, let me be more general. Music is about tension and release. All art is about tension and release. So in jazz, we're picking the tension, we're syncopating it, and we're giving it that extra juice. So we're really playing up the tension release with this particular kind of articulation. All right, so now this gets sort of a momentum into our eighth notes. As I said, there are some jazz musicians that play unarticulated, like very, very legato, and they have this amazing momentum in their playing. So that's great, that's, that's a hard thing to develop. So what I'm suggesting is this is a good way to get a little energy into your lines. So I just rattled around a scale there for a little bit with that upbeat articulation. You can overdo it, you can underdo it, but having that lilt in there, having that available to you, having the technique and the chops to be able to do that. Now on the saxophone, on a horn, we're doing it with our tongue and with air. That accent, there's a couple things going on there, right? There's a, an articulation, or if I'm playing piano, I'm hitting the key harder. If I'm playing guitar or bass, I'm pulling the string a little harder. When you pull the string harder, when you hit the reed harder, a couple things happen. The volume is louder, but the timbre changes. The sound of your instrument literally changes. The harmonics in that sound when you pull the string harder, when you hit the reed harder, are different than when you play softer. So there's a volume change, there's an actual percussiveness, and then the third thing is there's a timbre change. So this is a big deal. Okay, so there's a lot of practice tips on how to do this, and that's it. I mean, you now know what I'm talking about. Here's the thing, it's hard to get done, right? Just the same way you can probably tell, oh, that guy's from Northern England, or England, that guy is from New York. But can you make the accent yourself? Well, those very talented mimic kind of people, actors who have studied this stuff can do it. Can you? Harder to pull off, right? So that's it. You can hear what I'm doing and you totally understand what I'm talking about. Can you do it? <laughs> Am I a betting man? I'm gonna give you the benefit of the doubt. Maybe you can do it. Okay, practice this stuff. It's easy to get wrong. Here's one of the things people do wrong a lot. So let me uh, give imitations of bad versions of this. I was snapping some of the notes off. This has to be legato. Remember we talked about legato before? This is one of the crazy things about this is it's, we're going back and forth with a strong articulation, but I never said anything about making any of the notes short. That second last note, I, 
hit too hard. And by the way, I'm playing a horn I haven't played in actually four years today because my other one's leaking. And so this is a great exercise for me to be doing to reacquaint me with this instrument. How it takes the air, how hard I can tongue or how soft I need to tongue is different on this horn. That second last note is more resistant than on my horn, and it's not coming out the way I'm used to. So if I have a gig tonight on this horn, this exercise might be one of the best things to reacquaint me with the horn. This, you know, this very strong back and forth thing I'm doing with the articulation. So when you're doing it, make very sure to not snap the notes off, right? It's entirely legato. Those of you getting started with this, do it amazingly slow, so much slower than you think you need to. That kind of tempo. And I want it to be ridiculously uh, overdone. The first note, by the way, is soft. Almost everyone will get that wrong. They're going to go... No, that ain't it. The first note has to be soft so that the second note can be loud. If you play the first note loud, it's already over. You're done. Because now the second note can't be... You know, you get it, right? So really overdo that loud soft. And man, talk about technique on your instrument. I don't care what instrument you play you play, and how many decades you've been playing. This is a butt kicker, right? To get all those loud notes, the same volume of loud, let's call it 80% volume, and all those soft notes, let's call it 15% volume, going 80, 15, 80, 15, 80, 15 right? There's no car in the world that can go 80 miles an hour, 15 miles an hour, if we were going to translate percentages to miles an hour, right? That quickly. No machine can do that, right? Not many machines anyway. Um, so that's what we want to do. So it's teaching you how to play your instrument, right? Like that. That second last note, I really had to do something with that to make it work. But I remembered from a minute ago, oh yeah, that A, that second last note's a little goofy on this horn. Or I'm not used to this horn, let's put it that way. Okay? So that's the way I want you to practice it. It may take you months to get it up to speed, but that is fine. The mechanics you're learning, the way you're getting to know your instrument better. So when you get it up to speed... in there, the offbeats? One, two, three. I'll overdo it. There might be a time you choose to play it like that. I'll underdo it. I won't use it at all. playing perfectly straight eighth notes. Da, 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 da. When I do it without articulation, that could be anything. Maybe that sounds like, it could be classical music, it could be a march, it could be anything. Now here's the thing, pretty slick. I didn't swing that. I didn't metrically do anything to make it swing. Those were still perfectly even eighth notes but the upbeat articulation made it sound like swing. So that's another hip thing, is that a fast bebop tune, like Donna Lee. Song like that. 
that tempo. One, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one. I don't have time to swing those eighth notes. I can't do it. Nobody can do it. It sounds awful. Don't do it. Um, so how do we make it swing if it's straight? Well, so I use some of that upbeat articulation. So I was using upbeat articulation pretty fast, right? Took me a while to get it at that tempo, but here's the thing, it's not even that fast. If the eighth notes are da 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 I'm doing upbeat articulation, offbeat articulation. Do da 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 That's how fast my tongue is moving. da 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 so it's to me it adds to the momentum of the eighth notes some people do it some people don't there's different ways to do it i know this works and it works great for everybody have this technique and then choose to use it or not right but you can hear how it adds that little kick in the butt to the eighth notes and you can hear that it's more of a timing thing to get that fast tempo whatever that was 250 280 to get a faster tempo like that going it's a matter of coordinating for the saxophone your fingers and your tongue making those things hit together in a syncopated way to do it on piano or if you were going to do it on bass or guitar it's this technique of pulling the string a little harder a little softer back and forth Anyway, it's a great, great technique to use. It's very, very functional. And then we're sort of tying this together to the bebop scales. You can play it anywhere, melodies, whatever, but it works so well on the bebop scale because of the even number of notes. So remember to keep it legato and remember to practice it very slowly. I've had 100 people, more than 100 people, 500 people, who take this, get excited, come back, and they're doing it faster but they haven't developed the technique to play loud, soft, loud, soft, or to hit that articulation, and it's not in there. As soon as they speed it up, it disappears. So the trick is to do really overdo it, back and forth. And this will take weeks. It could easily take weeks. Um, don't worry about it. Just get used to that, those offbeats in there. This is one of the best articulation exercises I know. I would love to send you the PDF. So write me at diggingdeeperjazz at gmail.com. I'll send you this PDF, any of the previous PDFs. Again, thank you so much for tuning in here, for subscribing to these videos. And thank you for sharing these with uh, musician friends of yours. So many adult amateur musicians tune into these videos. And uh, I know you folks are looking at how to get connected with other musicians. So definitely be writing me. If you live anywhere on the East Coast, we've got, I've got great teachers in Philly, in New York, in the Washington, D.C. area where I'm at, and more and more all the time, who are uh, able to help you with this and get you playing in a group setting. So uh, definitely write me an email, let me know what you're doing, what you're interested in, and if you have any ideas for future videos, let me know. All right, thanks so much. Appreciate you tuning in. See you next time.